Hey, this is Travis T-Bone Turner. We're here at the Tour 12 Podcast. Don't give your guide a knife for a tip. He probably has a knife because he's a guide. <laughs> kind of, here he comes. I mean, that's the kind of stuff. Here he comes. He's coming in hot. Hey, I'm Nick Mont from Bone Collector. You're listening to the Tour 12 Podcast. If you're one of these guys that carried horns around ATA, just leave them at home. Quit being an idiot. <laughs> so B does all of our modeling. He's the look good guy. I'm the Definitely, uh, I don't have a voice for radio. I'm the face for radio. I'm the ugly <laughs> wild here, dude. You guys out there listening, you know, put your kids in front of this podcast. I mean, we're not going to get too crazy. You might want to put them to bed maybe a little bit later on, but <laughs> that's just that's just me talking. But we'll get to arguing over schedules or, or man, you know, something that we where disagree we're gonna on. Eat? Where are we going to eat? <laughs> hey, things, yeah. But at the end of it, we hunt together because and hang together just because we truly, truly enjoy each other's company. Well, it is, it is our job, and we have a platform, and by all means, we're flying the flag as much as we can. We, we need, we want to preach it to the everybody. It's not for the elite. It's not for the rich. It's, it's enjoyment Making for everybody. Making a living doing something you absolutely love, what we call living your passion, you might actually be closer than you realize. It's actually what this whole podcast is built around, living your passion in three areas, business, leadership, and life. I'm Michael Waddell, and you're listening to the Tour 12 Podcast. Hey, hey, what is up? Welcome to the Tour 12 Podcast. I'm back in the office, Cody. Yeah, back from Kansas. Back from Kansas. Back from, um, I've watched an interesting transition kind of take place. So two weeks ago, I was in Georgia, uh-huh. flew into Atlanta, and it was like one in, and by the way, Matt's here with us. What's up, what's up? Nugget hunting. That is line. what you say every time. What's up, what's up? Yeah. I don't know, that's just my thing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so redneck ghetto. <laughs> so ghetto. That's so, me. So redneck. That's me. Anyway, so two weeks ago, I was in Georgia. I had to fly through Atlanta, and it was probably, I'm just guessing here, it was probably about one in every 50 or 60 people had a mask on yeah because the corona was just kind of getting i mean it's been kind of going on for a while but what's happened in the last two weeks has been incredible from actually alexis who is part of the the expedition enterprise team flew into kansas where we were at last week and she flew out of newark out of new york and three people were on her plane really when have you ever heard of that flying out of new york and three people were on the plane yeah and so what's happened between you know the last two weeks has been pretty wild it's changing rapidly it's rapidly changing it was like hey we got this thing going on don't meet in groups of 250 yeah no more 50 groups <laughs> now 10 my family's screwed yeah. <laughs> we can barely do this podcast and give it nobody, a couple weeks nobody's coming to my house to visit i know man and uh it's crazy because like this is the way i look at it just to set the set the stage for us joking around here is yeah. I don't know what else to do except joke and make light of it Yeah. even though we obviously know it's a serious deal Yeah. Um, and it's even if it's not really a serious deal it's becoming a serious deal just because it's changing the scope of yeah. everything that we've known to be normal life yeah. yeah and it's the economic impact is what's the real deal yeah and we're already seeing that I think oh. we were talking with a client or you were talking with a client yesterday He's got a big, big operation. He's losing 300 grand a day right now in the cattle industry. Talk to another client who's got some cattle background, same thing's happening. And mm-hmm. so, um, I told him, I was like, I don't understand that. When you go to the store, there's no beef on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's wild, man. The economic impact that it's going to have. I was just on the phone with, with Nate while ago from, um, Lazy Man Outdoors and we were just talking through the same thing. I think, I think we're going to, we're already seeing, and we're going to see more of a domino effect of how this economically impacts yeah. all business, you know. Yeah. And, I mean, it could affect us at some level, too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it will in time. Yeah. And so all I know to do, man, is is 
lay back, relax, do, do what we can do. Yeah. Go back, well, control go, the controllables. Yeah, that's what I was about yeah. to say. Go back to control the controllables and yeah. be as prepared as you can and don't freak out. Yeah, I'm the same way, man. Like, it, if if it all, if everything comes to a screeching halt, we're going to, I'm going to be on the farm. I might be, instead of running a tractor, have a hoe in my hand. Yeah, because <laughs> you can't get diesel. Because I can't get diesel. But at the end of the day, we're all in the same boat. And so um, we'll, we'll walk this thing out together. Yeah. The worst, the worst, the best, the best. We're just going to make light of it and mm-hmm. until we – I've, I've figured out, I think I told you, I may have mentioned it on the podcast, I almost died twice last year, and both times I was laughing hysterically. So <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good thing. We almost got shot in the woods, me and B, which we talked about on the podcast. <laughs> Bullets screaming by. We're Made laughing. good TV, too. Jaden says, Dad – Y'all got to do more stories with sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> so, d- did we ever talk about our crash on the way home from ATA on the uh, podcast? I think uh, I can't remember. I think we like talked briefly about it, and we talked about how we should have done a pod. We were we should have been doing a podcast. I don't know if we ever talked about it. Did we? I can't remember. I don't know, but it's still a good conversation. Well, we so can say it again. We can say it right now. So this was the second time Cody and I thought we were going to die. We were headed back from Indianapolis from the ATA show. Forty forty five minutes from home. It was like twelve. 12.15? Something. It was oh, 11, 30, 12, 12, somewhere in there. And all of a sudden, we get <laughs> blind swapped from the back Holy cow. in our rig. And luckily, we were in my wife's um, Yukon XL. Heath went not rider mode on us. Tell us like, your take on how this went down. We were like Because you're in the passenger seat, which is you have no control, so it's worse for you. <laughs> right? I, I became my mother. You know, like when you put your hand on the dash, like yeah. you're scared to death. Yeah. So what happened was we were just, I don't remember what we were talking about. I think we were talking about the merger with oh, yeah. the expedition because yeah. we had been with the guys out there at ATA and so we were kind of walking through that whole process and thinking uh, how's this going to go is it going to be good it, bad yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we're like you know here we are three months later you know and it finally all goes through but we were just kind of on that stage of figuring it all out we were talking about stuff and the next thing we know we hear boom and both of us just kind of looked over at each other. like It was like almost like slow motion. It was slow mo because the whole deal took about three or four seconds. Yeah. You just look over at each other like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so you hear that, but nothing happened to the vehicle. They hit the side rail. Yeah. And then it hit the car. Yeah. And we started spinning and we were looking at each other. And then he, he grabs the steering wheel with his left hand, turns around backwards, <laughs> looks through the back hey, window. This joker's watching some dukes of hazard dude and uh, i was like get it done <laughs> beat the body come on Fast in here and furious style grab us a headset over there we got some lysol wipes you can wipe down your headset <laughs> social distancing i need you over there please don't sit by me social distancing <laughs> that's not six feet man <laughs> so anyway we're uh we're we're going down the interstate backwards at about 70 because he don't speed very often <laughs> and literally slow-mo we get so they what happened was some teenager teenage girls who had just left Chick-fil-A from what we've been told had overcorrected and hit a guardrail and bounced off that guardrail and clipped the back of our rig which sent us backwards down the interstate and we slid right off into the median so we're going backwards down the interstate off into the median and I'm very familiar with this passage of you know, passage like it's <laughs> like it's a scripture or something. This, this, I was thinking he's thinking Lord of the Rings, like well, this grew, passage of land. I grew up in Conway, so I'm, I'm 
I've been in this part of the interstate a lot, going back and forth from Russell, and so it's the only stretch through there that there's not something trees. Well, it wasn't far or like cable. Maybe two hundred yards. There was a whole line of trees. Yeah, and so I was driving backwards because I was waiting to see if we were fixing to hit something. It was it was pretty impressive. I put my hand on the dash and <laughs> I watched his eyes because <laughs> I knew if his eyes get big, we done. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so we come to a screeching halt. I guess it wasn't screeching because we were on the grass, but. We were very fortunate to be in Christie's rig that day, honestly. Yeah. Because if we'd have been in my truck, we'd have rolled 10 10 times probably. Yeah. So, do you remember what we said when it was over? When when you stopped? I think when we finally got stopped, I said, we're good. (laughs) Yeah. We're good. And I'm laughing. (laughs) We both laughed. I was shaking like, you know how your adrenaline uh just pumps. We laughed. I got out. And it wasn't really that cold, but when I went over to check on the those kids, I like went across the street and they're all freaking out. Oh, like, they were in panic. Sitting on the ground, like holding their Chick-fil-A cups yeah. and just freaking out. They were panic mode. Mm-hmm. And so, like literally, B was the first person I called while we were sitting there because we had just left Brandon at the airport. And I called B and I was like, well, we're sitting in the median. <laughs> He's like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, we kind of got hit. <laughs> B said, no way. No way. <laughs> that's just like that. He's like, they, of course, we're laughing, cutting up, so obviously we're okay. But he's like, you need me to come over there? Yeah. Like, oh, I think we're good. I didn't know, though, at the time if we were going to be pulled out. Or- had had you already made it back, or were you No, I us? was like, I was in front of y'all, so I was like between Menifee and Plummerville somewhere so in you there. So you weren't that y'all, y'all dropped me off at the airport, and didn't and you have to drop him, him off? Yeah, you dropped me off in Little Rock, yeah. too. Yeah, so I had gotten ahead of y'all a little bit. So anyway, I say all that to say, I told that whole story just to say. Yeah, I missed the first part. I don't know what well, he was saying. <laughs> he was talking about Corona, and he said, I'm going to go down laughing. If it comes, I'm laughing. Oh, well, there ain't nothing you can do about that's it. What I say. So uh-huh. that's how we're going to walk this thing out, is we're going to take it serious. But all Seriously, we can, all we can do. Serious. But all you can do is limit your exposure. Yeah, yeah what are we going to do? Here we are at a four-foot table <laughs> looking yeah, at each back other. back up a little bit. Did you wipe down with Lysol wipes? Dude. I, I done used. I've done used a half a bottle of sanitizer this morning. <laughs> he's got. He's got a vaccine for his cattle. He's been putting in his coffee. Do any of no. our? Um, <laughs> don't start that. <laughs> Last week you should have heard. Got he got a phone call in a couple of days. <laughs> he was like, "Oh my, these people." <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any like HS products? Because I got a lot of products. Do any of those work on this? That we could just spray down with. No. No. That's just pressure. Wipes. Pressure just, won't yeah, kill it. I mean, it just is, <laughs> no. <laughs> Get you some some field wipes. We'll have to call Doctor B if we need anything. See if this works or not. It's a virus. There's nothing you can do about it. Others, wash your damn hands. <laughs> Sorry. So we're back. We um, had to take a break because Matt tried to make a the mark. The kids in the room Sorry. messing with the Sorry. equipment. Yeah. I'm getting bored. I'm getting. He touched my computer over here, and I had to Lysol wipe it down. He let a foul word fly, <laughs> and Matteo freaked out and hit him. Tried to hit a marker to mark that to come back and edit, and turned off the whole system. Cabin fever. I'm going crazy. So this now one. we're going to talk about staying in your lane, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going home. <laughs> I'll uh, catch the podcast on my drive. <laughs> anyway, that's hilarious. It is. We were talking to you before you got here about the economic domino effect of what we're seeing and what we're going to see. Are you seeing that on the cattle side? We talked to two cattle people. Oh, dude, the cattle market tank. Yeah. Like, limit down every day. Yeah. Like, for a few weeks, it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah, it's not good. And I, this is... It, go ahead. It, it's the hysteria. It's not... 
it's not that the virus is that big of a deal. It's the panic that is around it. And I, some of it may be valid. Some of it may not. It's really early yeah. right now. So it's really hard to tell how bad it's going to be or what have you. But, I mean, they're trying to limit exposure to people, which is what you have to do with viruses. Right. Um, I've heard reports that it could be five to eight times the infection rate of like what the flu would be in death and death toll. But I mean, still it, it's you, regardless, regardless of the, of of the, the, virus, the virus, the economy yeah. and everybody staying home, it's going to have a huge impact on it. Yeah. I mean, a huge impact on it because people can't get goods and services to other people, yeah. you know? And manufacturing companies can't get their products out the door. Yeah. Now the toilet paper thing, don't get it. <laughs> we, I heard that last crazy. week. Yeah. I heard that last week on the podcast. I don't get that. Y'all did a good. Well, I'll tell you what happened is y'all can't get none because my wife's got it all. <laughs> so she's the one. She's the one. She's the one. Her kind hey, are the ones. It's so funny. She. Uh, I never thought everybody would be so concerned about wiping their butt. I know, but that's one thing you want to keep clean, evidently. I mean, I think it's a good idea. Myself. It's not a bad idea. <laughs> if you ain't got toilet paper, you can't do it. Well, you can. You got t-shirts and leaves at the end of the day and that's uh, a little little rough i've got a pretty good stockpile of hunter specialty well i do too i do too now, i wouldn't put those in your toilet no i wouldn't wash <laughs> they them. cause a whole nother set of problems yeah. that's we actually out, we can go out to the outhouse <laughs> <laughs> well there's no doubt the economic impacts is it's gonna it's be it's gonna be uh, it already is it already it's in a lot of several industries it's already a big time hurting people. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I'm, I'm, I'm curious what it's going to do in the outdoor side of things. So this will give you a little perspective. I talked to one a big customer of mine here last week. I guess it was, and he, uh, which he was in very good spirits compared to what I would be if yeah. I was in his position. But he had some of his calf crop from last year in a feed yard, and he said that this little deal had cost him at the time, which was last week, about five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, in difference of what those cattle were worth, just in a three week time, just span. in the value of them. Yeah. Well, I was before you got on, we were talking with one of our clients, and he said it was costing him three hundred thousand a day right now mm-hmm. at a feed yard. Oh yeah, down in Texas, yeah, absolutely. So it's it's interesting. I don't know. I my first initial, I'll try to think positive first at all times. I feel like for the outdoor industry, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse, but. The best way we can quarantine ourselves is go outside, you know, go hunt, yeah. go fishing, yeah, whatever. So that part of it. Well, I, I was talking to a guy yesterday. And he's like, if people can't get food, what are they going to learn to do? Yeah. Get food. And they got to have mm-hmm. the stuff that we market for to go out there and hunt, you know? Yeah. Not too many people are able to take their kitchen knife out and yeah. get what well, they need. And that, but that, that stuff will come after the panic and the hysteria is over and we get over the hump of this thing because – Right now, people aren't going to have the money to spend on extra stuff right. mm-hmm. going forward until this thing levels out and we figure out what it is and 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 we kind of get on the downhill slide of it. Then people are going to start thinking, well, yeah. what about next time? Yeah. And from my understanding, they're trying to 
keep it from being huge at the beginning and exactly. slow it down so that we do have exactly. time to mm-hmm. make a good plan you yes. know yeah they're without good. overwhelming you'll the hear them talk about it on the news you'll hear them talking about flattening the curve right okay when anytime you have an outbreak like this you have a bell-shaped curve so mm-hmm. and usually it spikes real high and then it slowly starts to level off well, they're trying to stop that spike from being so high. Yeah, instead they of being want, a mountain, they're wanting yeah, to make it a, exactly. a hill. Yeah, they're wanting to basically Flatten slow it down. It down. Mm-hmm. Then that way they can get their hands wrapped around. And that's why kids are out of school for two weeks here in Russellville, mm-hmm. doing homework at, and it the, at the kitchen probably table. Probably will not be just two weeks. It'll probably be longer than two weeks. Oh, I think so. I'm too. guessing eight. That's what I'm guessing. Eight to ten. I would be surprised if they go back to school. Oh, really? This spring. Yep. Yeah, I don't I'm see that you. happening. I'm with you, too, until this thing calms Because down. just because I mean, we're humans, we like to set arbitrary numbers to things. But yeah, what sure. the crap does two weeks matter? Yeah. None. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make a thing. If they, came, if they, developed, if they found a, a vaccine that worked and it, and it was found today, you're talking about at least eight months to a year before that vaccine can hit the market. Yeah. So, I mean... You can slow it down by limiting the exposure, but as soon as you dump everybody back together, the rates are going to go right back up if you don't have mm-hmm. a solution for the problem. That's why China right now, they've limited their movement. They've done this. They've mandatory stay at home, so the new cases are decreasing. But as soon as you dump everybody back in the subway system or in a building or whatever, it's, it's going go to start going back I, up. I read yesterday that they they had started moving around again mm-hmm. a little bit more in China. Yeah, they're kind of starting to ease back out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Cody, you made an inter- interesting prediction a while ago. <laughs> I called him Cody the producer prophet. <laughs> he was throwing a prophet statement out there. <laughs> Don't call me a prophet. <laughs> I'm kind of joking. <laughs> you know you can't take me serious. But he, you made a statement about you think this could change the way businesses operate mm-hmm. when they realize they can operate yeah from home which, right. we, which we've done for our whole careers for the most part yeah well it's all about world. i think i think what i said was i think that business owners and corporations will realize that the good employees will work mm-hmm. no matter where, where they're they at. are and the ones that you know that they're always having to be on are the ones that aren't going to work if you don't have to have your thumb on them and there are plenty of people out there that will get the job done no matter where they're at and so i think what i think it has the potential to change the the scenery of the american business because they'll say oh i don't have to have this large facility and i don't have to you know supply this and that i can let them overhead yeah i can let them do it at home and get the same output and then one have comfort too, um, me get the same you know the same result and, yeah. and not have to have the overhead. Yeah. yeah, and the businesses that it impacts at least are the ones that can figure out a way to keep operating without having to have that face to face interaction. You know, figuring yeah. out how to take orders in your store and get those delivered to, or have a pickup system. Or yeah, you know, yeah. for me in the gym business, it's having at home workout scheduled and and available for yeah. members and things like that. You know, yeah, I think it'll make. Uh, I mean, this is just kind of a thought that I just had was I think it'll make people more relational 
in every aspect of business. You know, instead of just sending an email, you're going to have to have that Skype or FaceTime or whatever you use mm-hmm. to be able to communicate. And so I think that it'll help like, like what you're doing with at home workouts. Mm-hmm. You know, I think teachers, I don't know if they're going to, but I would think teachers would need to text or call their students and ask them, how are you doing on your, uh, in Arkansas, they're called AMI packets. How are you doing on your homework? Do you have any questions? Are you doing your work? You know, mm-hmm. I think kind of like that old school doctor visits back at the house, people, when you watch the old movies, people love their doctor coming to the house. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what's going to happen, but it will be through technology, you know, yeah. whether it's through a phone call or a mm-hmm. Skype conversation, you know, we just got off of a, um, a conference call with our team and, uh, you know, they were talking about travel is going to be limited, you know, for the foreseeable future. You're not going to be able to fly. If you do fly, you might have to get there five hours early to yeah. get tested. Yeah. Who, you I'll know, be driving. and so we'll hope the gas stations are open. Yeah. yeah you want to drive, <laughs> but is there a way, you know, there might be a way that we can do those same kind of interactions face to face through the technology that has been afforded to us because of, you know, people's innovation. There definitely is ways. And we've, as a society, some, industries have really jumped on those that kind of technology others haven't maybe because it's a little bit more difficult in that industry but this is going to push people over the edge to right. where they have to use that yeah. some of that type technology yeah. i mean you Just go to get a college personal. degree and never step foot on a college campus right yeah now. i yeah. mean they're, they're gonna have to do that to stay personal and yeah. that's why we want to travel to these places and why we want to go you know in our in our world we have to go to some places to do photography and videography mm-hmm. and all that stuff but on the front end the sales meetings and the um you know the talking about what we're trying to accomplish you know we can probably learn to do that in a better uh yeah a better way through yeah the technology where you still have that personal connection instead of just an email that's like man they, do these people really care about yeah. what, what i'm doing because when you're in person you you communicate that through yeah. your body language like we've talked about with communication you really communicate your care for mm-hmm. the client or the the product or whatever yeah. you know and so i think technology is going to become a big part of that in the next several weeks yeah. you know it definitely depending on the business obviously service based business is much easier to facilitate a lot of that you think about people that manufacturing and people that's on assembly lines. Mm-hmm. It's a different ball game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all going to have to change. I was talking to a guy yesterday and he said, man, I need to be at this location because we got things that we're trying to produce. And at the, it's at the manufacturer and the, the part that I have that I need to be looking at talking with the manufacturer about in a different state. So it's all going to have to be sent to me and they're there. And so, you know, like, it's going to yeah. be different, you know, but I think it could be done. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, and that's all that is during the mandated shutdown of everything, mm-hmm. you know. Once everybody, once the exposure is more to the virus out there and the shutdown kind of goes away. I mean, to me, the fear is not what this virus is going to do to us right i mean because we're probably we may not even know we got it yeah. we may have a slight elevated fever or something like that for a day or two and then it goes away and then you're vaccinated yeah you're not at risk anymore your body's already seen it yeah it's like chicken pox yeah. right once you exactly. got it yeah. you don't get it again yeah no, i don't that's know how, that's what i've been well, told most viruses are that way i'm not sure about this virus we don't know enough about it yet but your chances of getting it again will be way lower 
than they would be if you're naive to it and yeah. your body's never seen it because your body's going to build antibodies against that virus and they'll always be there. Um, Dr. B on the, the thing about the agents. flu that's we're different going, about the flu is it before, changes Before so you much. go, let's, we're going to put a disclaimer right here. <laughs> a little music disclaimer. We are not doctors. <laughs> the statement has not been evaluated by the FDA. That is not a medical statement. That is a biological statement. B is a statement. cattle doctor. <laughs> there you kind of, sort of. I'm not a doctor of any kind. But you're close. <laughs> no, I'm not close. I'm not close at all. That was a biological statement, not a medical statement. That is virology, not virology. Not a medical statement. You're talking like a doctor. You are. You're just making me feel dumb over here. Hey, one thing I do know is more people are at home right now than yeah. have been in a long time, which means they get to watch a lot more uh, content. Yeah. And, that, that and we're putting out. SB just came out. Brandon came in. I was like, man, that's a perfect segue. He's got a hunter specialty shirt on. He does. <laughs> and so Matt's Matt's in the in the makeshift studio with us today. He's been producing behind the season. Just launched a couple days ago, a few yesterday. days ago, last yesterday. night. Yeah. Last night. Last night while we're recording this, <laughs> I forget when it when it yeah, last night. <laughs> I, that's why I, I backtracked because I was like, when's this podcast coming out? And then I was trying to think, y'all help me. I better out put there. it out today. Better put yeah. it out today. But anyway, uh, behind the scenes season came out super pumped about the little project yep, we got going fun. and um kind of the you know the goal of it is we've been talking about doing something like this for a pretty good while actually i honestly think i bought that domain name four or five years ago with the idea of doing something with it eventually mm-hmm. and if we didn't do nothing with it i was hoping espn would just buy it so yeah. <laughs> but anyway we are doing I'm something surprised with they have <laughs> hey there's still hope and if they come along SB behind the com? season might go away pretty quick. Is it a dot com? com? You dang right, it is. Dude, that, this stuff here owns more domains. He does. Than he does. I've ever known I, in my life. I normally, they, I think they call that a domain whore. I think he is. I, I think I that's what was, they call I've it. I just thought it was called a sitter. Is what I've been told. Just yeah. buy them and sit on them, you know. But anyway, I mean, that's a nice name for it. But it's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so. The idea is just to kind of capture some stories that kind of go beyond just, you know, most of our television shows are geared around a hunt or a specific animal or whatever. And so the cool thing of this is is it it kind of encapsulates more than just a hunt. I think I like that, too, because I've talked to so many people that are like, man, I love outdoor television. And I'm kind of the same, but I love watching people, you know you know harvest or kill an animal or you know all of that stuff but when you actually go on a hunt you know that there's way more to the story than just sitting in the tree yeah you know that might have been 14 days in the tree or there's so much to the story and so when you get to hear more of that story i think it really makes it better Mm -hmm. in my opinion yeah well and trying we're trying to make something a little bit different i mean Let's be real. At the end of the day, a hunt's a hunt. Yeah. Every television show, you got a animal you're going after, or some shows have three mm-hmm. in one show. Yeah. You kill the animal, you do a hero shot, end of story, yeah. right? Yeah. And so that's what I like about this is I think it does give us just something a little bit different to put out, a little bit more, I don't know if heartfelt's the right word, but it is because there are some relationships, just mm-hmm. like the hill that, that just came out. There's Those guys are like family to us now. We talk all the time, and we're going to hunt together whether we do TV or not. Yeah. And so... Um, that's what this is kind of about is is it is just stories that kind of went on behind the scenes and whatever whatever happened over the course of like in that case the hill was you know several years mm-hmm. several years of all that content that made a little whatever six how long was it six seven maybe minutes. seven at the, maybe at the seven most minutes six or seven minutes yeah. it's actually pretty challenging to, to compile what are the because we could have went so many different ways with yeah. the hill well i think well yeah and i think that's something 
I don't know, something I'd like to see maybe in the future with some of them is even a deeper dive. Yeah. Than I told what we're able to do with what we're doing now, but yeah. even even have more of a deeper dive into the people of the, yeah. of the you know, of the story or yeah. what have you. Yeah. They're all different. They're all got their own stories. Yeah. I know we've got um, a cool story getting ready to come out next week with Matt and his Matt Cal, yeah. His, it'll be called uh, 41 Acres. And he's got a cool story of, of just his place. And we've got some stuff from Newfie coming out. We're talking mm-hmm. about some um, bear hunting short short mm-hmm. films coming out. Um, maybe some Arkansas stories from Be the Body Doctor Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. B. <laughs> Dr. B, the body. We're going to have to get you a placard or something with all that on. No. No. Get We're you good. a sticker for I'm the good. back of your window in your truck. <laughs> For the record, there is no DR in front of my name. <laughs> Absolutely none. So anyway, it's it's uh it's been cool to see Matt. You've done a great job. Tell us, has it been fun for you putting them together? Oh yeah, I appreciate you saying that. And man, it's been a blast because I mean, usually when I'm putting a show together, I have one year to work with because you have footage from that year you're showing. And now I have I'm diving in six seven years footage i wasn't even around when y'all were filming this so i'm getting to go back and see the beginning of it and tell the story especially on the hill because i mean there's 10 years before we ever yeah started filming with them of the work they've put in to get to where they are today their operation so being able to go back and see all of that and tell the story make it a little bit more personable i'm having a blast putting them together you're doing a great job with it we thank you some, yep, for got sure some, got some great feedback traffic's looking good I got to tell a funny real quick. <laughs> Cody, the producer. Man, hold on. Hold is, on. What? You need to qualify this, though, because you're going to make it sound like I'm a crook. No, it was a <laughs> joke. It was a joke. But this is how good this sucker is. It's he, not really that hard. <laughs> well, for us, it is because we don't even know what you even did to make this work. Let me show B the picture yeah. as you tell him. Let, look at this picture real quick before I say anything. <clears throat> I know our, our listeners can't see this. I'll give it to you on. The, but this is hilarious. I was like, how did you do that? And then Matt was like, how'd you do that? I was driving. He sent it to me. I almost ended up in the median like the story <laughs> earlier y'all were telling. <laughs> All right. So this is a picture. Go ahead, Heath. You can tell him what this is a picture okay, of. Okay. So this is a picture of the the film on YouTube. I screenshotted my on computer. YouTube. This is a picture of the film on YouTube. And the, the video is doing very well for no longer. These faces like, whoa. What the? <laughs> So what this is, is a screenshot of the YouTube page with, with how many views on it? Go ahead. 4.6 million. <laughs> it's like the how virus, many, dude. How it's many just likes? getting contagious. It's just 3.2 million <laughs> likes. So, okay, just for the record, it's not that many people watching it. But Cody went into like the code in YouTube and changed numbers. Now, they, they won't stay that way. It's, it, it's it was only on my computer. It was a joke. Oh, <laughs> but still, like it's really not that hard. I just inspected the code so I could see what it was. I changed the number. Yeah, but you're talking, and well, most of our listeners are for the most part redneck. <laughs> and, it's only- and y'all were making me talk, fun of me talking about virology. And stuff. <laughs> now you're talking code this over here. Is, you can YouTube that junk. <laughs> I know, but it was just funny. Anyway, you can YouTube what I was talking about too. <laughs> well, it was a joke. Yours but, is a better story than mine. <laughs> so anyway, the the film is doing well, not yeah. that well. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's what it, like, that was a joke. It was almost at, it's almost at like fifteen thousand views. It's at fifteen thousand right now. I pulled it yeah. up. That's cool. Sweet. So anyway, it's doing good. Having a lot of fun with it. 
more more films coming out. No pressure, but every week now. Every week. Yeah. <laughs> the procrastination I, is yeah. over. I have three in the bank, so. <laughs> yeah, you're halfway done now. Yeah. It's also on Amazon Prime. Uh, is it yet. up yet? It's not up yet. There, It's in processing. They have a um, notification that says they're having um, delays in processing, so we'll just. Maybe their workers are not at at the office working yeah, as hard. I, I told Heath that last night and he said it's digital Corona. <laughs> <laughs> so we're kind of at their mercy, but yeah. you know, if you don't watch it on YouTube down the road at some point, it'll be there. It too. should be on Amazon prime, you know? Yeah. There's a, you know, there's so many platforms out there. This is not really part of this podcast, but it can be. What do you, what do you guys feel as you like, what's your personal favorite platform to watch content? Cause everybody consumes media different ways, whether yeah. it's television, YouTube, you know, waypoint TV or Amazon prime, Netflix. Does I, it, I'm think, kind of forced. <laughs> like I have to watch TV cause my internet's so bad. Yeah, yeah, it oh, is. I can't, Brand that's is. the only option I got. Can I just tell you something? There is so much uh, freedom in moving to a place where you have good internet. <laughs> oh, I imagine. Cause I had the same thing you had. I imagine. Oh man. I can't imagine. My kids I are, can't imagine. My, my son's like, dad, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's cool, man. I watched a TV show and worked and uploaded something. Your mom worked, watched yeah. a TV show, and you're playing Fortnite, and nobody's kicked off the internet. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, this cool. sounds like such an Arkansas conversation. <laughs> it does. Like, it's not. We're back here in the hills. It is weird. not just Arkansas. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Pretty much all of middle America. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Anyway. I think my favorite, uh, of course, you know, your go-tos are Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff, just because you can see, you know, you don't have to search, really. Place. You can just scroll but if i'm because of my personality i like to i like youtube because i can youtube anything i want to learn and i can learn it there yeah kind of the same as google but google pulls up youtube so i just go yeah. to youtube yeah you're matt you're younger do you spend a lot of time on youtube i'm probably 80 percent streaming and the majority of that is on youtube between yeah. that and netflix i still have tv for See, that's the way sporting is. events but we don't have sports anymore for the time being so yeah. well gavin is like I mean, he's obviously 16, but I think his whole world lives on YouTube, it seems like. Oh, my, oh, yeah. bo both my kids do, unless I make them get off so that I can actually use the internet <laughs> for something. That's the only time they watch TV is when I make them turn their Wi-Fi off on their phones or their yeah. computers or tablets that they're watching YouTube on yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And there's some crazy stuff. My kids started watching, I don't even know what it's called, but it, it was these two dudes yelling the whole time about food like they're making stuff and i was like why are you even watching this and they're like it's good dad and i'm like really it's like annoying oh i'm like turn it off turn it down watch something different my girls watch tutorials on stuff all the time yeah oh, whether yeah. it's makeup or hair or whatever you know well if they shut down the hunting industry we'll you can start filming them for content. <laughs> could be Dr. B, the body makeup king. <laughs> I, I can do it. I'm going to stick a GoPro in front of them and turn it on. That's all you need. And right? I'll walk yeah. off. There yeah. you go. All you need. So That's funny. I don't know for me. I, 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 I feel like I spend most of my time on social media, but I don't yeah. necessarily watch television shows on that platform. Yeah. Um, I don't really watch outdoor TV, to be honest with you, that much. I don't watch any TV really unless it's sporting related, or or what Yellowstone or Yellowstone. Yeah, I will watch Yellowstone when it comes back out. Um, I've found most real cowboys don't really like that show, but I'm not a real it's cowboy, okay. so you just, it's a drama. I like it. I like that. a good red so drama. Proper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some know. things that aren't 
accurate. <laughs> it's better than most. Yeah. What percentage would you say? That's accurate? Yeah. 60. That's better. That's pretty good. I, I thought you were going to say like 22 or something. Yeah. Uh, probably 60. I could be that good. I could, is it John? Is that his name? Yeah. I could be him. He don't act like he has to know a lot. He just flies in on a helicopter, lands, tells guys what needs done. I'm not flying in on a helicopter. Well, not now. You won't, but... That part's not like really that accurate. I didn't figure it was. <laughs> <laughs> That's in the 40. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I, you know, I don't, I don't watch a ton of TV, but I, I do like the different platforms. I love Amazon Prime. It's a it's a beautiful platform, obviously. Yeah. It's got some Very cool, clean. Cool, looks cool, good. It looks really, really professional. Mm-hmm. Of course it is, obviously. Um, watch a little bit of Netflix. I'm trying to think of what other platforms I even use that we haven't mentioned. We we use all of those and then Hulu. Those are the platforms we use. Do you still have cable? Mm-mm. I haven't it. had cable in uh, five, probably 12, 13 years. Really? Mm-hmm. You were an early adopter. Yes, sir. Cut it. Innovative. Matt, you had, don't have TV, do you? No, I don't. You just got digital? Mm-hmm. B has to have TV. Mm-hmm. I've still got both, but I, I probably need to cut my. I've got yeah. Direct TV. Well, there's so much you can do. Like even YouTube, you can buy. I think it's called YouTube TV or YouTube uh, yeah. Live, and yeah. you can all the stuff that you could get on actual TV, you can get digitally. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I may cut the may cut the old cable here for long. And at this point, about it. at this point, unless you have satellite, if it's all cable, then if you lose internet, you're losing TV either way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know. Yep. So, I got on a streaming turkey kick last night. I'm so ready for turkey season. It was like three in the morning. I'm on YouTube watching old Primos turkey hunting videos on Waypoint. Lee. Watching all watching kind of stuff. Kenneth? Yeah. The camera old Kenna Lee. His title was Camera Boy. That's hilarious. On there. Not Cameraman, Camera Boy. <laughs> I'm going to start calling him that. What's up, Camera Boy? <laughs> Kenneth, I was with Kenneth Hall last week in Kansas driving back and forth. We talked a lot. He's got a, a large... Uh, perspective because he has been doing mm-hmm. it so long on what the industries came from to where it's at now and uh it's some good conversations we had on the way back so he's actually pretty good at all that stuff as far as you know looking the way it was to way it now mm-hmm. he obviously yeah. wants to try to bridge the gap between a little bit of the way mm-hmm. we're all like that a little mm-hmm. bit kind of yeah. setting our ways a little bit versus how we film things today and how it's different and a lot of it is still the same mm-hmm. the way we do stuff with the exception of gear and quality and yeah. quality uh-huh. and and man they used to I, I will say this I told Kenneth this I don't think and I don't know that I would even do it guys that are have been in the industry for like Matt's a great example for for three or four years or five or even us for 10 or 12 I don't know that we any of us would go back and keep doing it if we had to do it the way they did it oh with them big no. old giant Dude, they studio had cameras like and 80 90 pound cameras mm-hmm. and the way they had to go back with their film on tapes and everything was crazy yeah. we had to do that yeah but not like not like no. Kenneth and them did they yeah. had to like go through and write down yeah. each time code of what oh. was going to be pulled out of, mm-hmm. a, of a tape yeah where we would just dump the whole tape yeah and it it digitally converted it and then we could edit it it's, in, it's interesting seeing Kenneth's perspective just traveling around with him for a couple of years and hearing the stories the way they used to do things and he's like man you have no idea how good you have it <laughs> yeah we're like shut up whatever but then yeah. when he tells you you're like man I don't know if I want to do that yeah mm-hmm. we kind of spoiled those bit. guys were tough yeah they had some giant I, I asked him I was like what kind of camera arm did you have for that giant he's like dude i've still got it and it is a monster like titanium or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like pulling up a railroad tie up there for a cut off (laughs) it's huge and so it's been well that first uh well hartland bow hunters the one that made one of those camera arms that they used a lot yeah 
I forgot what they called it. Um, um, I remember what you're talking about. But Muddy bought the patent, and yeah. they made it for a while, but it was so big that, yeah. I mean, they sold it to a few, but when the camera started getting a lot lighter, there was not Wasn't the necessary. need for it. I've got one still. In my, yeah, it's 50-pound rated. Like, you can, uh, mm. 50 pounds, a kid can hang off of it. <laughs> That's crazy. It's uh, it's definitely changed a lot for the good, and um, I know, you know, for us, we we used to like all that equipment, mm-hmm. good to look the part or whatever. Now we're like, Mm-mm. however light we can get yeah, away, right. smallest mm-hmm. smallest. Can I film this with my phone? <laughs> you can now. <laughs> I got the iPhone twenty two, and it's bad at the bone. I thought, it was, I thought you were up at like thirty seven. No, nah, it's it's way up there. I, I'm got a prototype, but uh, I'm kidding. It's uh, I do this new eleven is legit. For, yeah, that's um, what I got now. It it does a really good job, and I've actually filmed a couple doe hunts with it just for fun to see what it would do. I put it on TV and well from yeah, an iPhone well that yeah that that was because my battery died though oh, was in it? the tree so I had to use it but I even this year I filmed a couple just quick little hunts with it just to see what I could pull back in and what mm-hmm. it would look like it's pretty dang good yeah yeah you just get the b-roll and it, it does a great job of stabilizing everything but things have changed for sure and so um what was our point of this podcast today, Cody? Well, we were talking about behind the season. We rabbit trailed a lot. We kind of talked. We wanted to talk about behind the season, and then uh, we kinda, we wanted to give some people some takeaways because there's likely a lot of people who aren't used to working at home that are working at home now, and we've been doing it for a while. Yeah. And so maybe if we could add some value in that area, just give people some practical things that we do so that we don't get behind, or yeah. um, so that we can you know get all the stuff accomplished that we're supposed to get accomplished and because uh, yeah. it would be easy to sit around and watch youtube all day yeah. you know if you're not used to being at home in the recliner yeah. trying to accomplish something it'd be easy to just jump on youtube and get sucked into a major, what they call it a show hole or something yeah. you know major league fishing got me yesterday did <laughs> suck me right in <laughs> So, so what'd you do to get out of that bee? Nothing. I stayed in it. I'm not a quitter. No, it was. I was lucky though because it didn't start till like ten, so I'd already gotten You'd gotten some stuff. A done. lot of what I, the major stuff I needed done way before that. Before that's I hilarious. clicked on that button. That's hilarious. That's a good show, from what I hear. I've never really. Oh, their watched live it. coverage is awesome. Yeah. Of course, my boy Fred was in, and he was fishing yesterday, so yeah. I was keeping track. Is that live? Live. Oh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. They do a live. It's, it's called live. Yeah. Uh, Good name for it. Yeah. So every day of their tournament, <laughs> you can go watch the live coverage, and they've got a studio in Tulsa. and uh, That's awesome. Three commentators there. I mean, going they got on-the-water analysts and stuff going around looking at guys fishing and talking about what they're doing. So they're good. still fishing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. on the TV like a sport. Just mm-hmm. doing it. cool. Yeah, crap. I didn't really pay attention. That's what's funny is they got that kind of technology. Yeah, so you just it's MLF app right there, and when it pulls up, watch live. Yeah, and so, so they have all that technology, and you still can't get internet at your house. No, and this this <laughs> I have to I have to watch the little whirly bird a lot whenever whenever this is trying to play. So anyway. Takeaways, Cody. I've got one well, thing that jumps into my mind, but go ahead. For me, I, I actually did uh, the majority of my university, my degree, distance education. So I did it at home Oh yeah. while I was working another job. And so I learned pretty quick that I had to, for me, I had to like write down things that I had to accomplish and I had to, you know, have it in front of me or if I'd 
or I'd not do it. Yeah. yeah. I'd find something else to do. So my wife helped me with that a lot. I think I've even mentioned it on podcasts before that she's a list maker. Yeah. And at first I was like, that's the stupidest thing ever. I got it in my brain, yeah. you know, but if your brain is anything like mine, it's easy to think about a hundred different things really fast. Oh yeah. Well, you know? every eight seconds, I think is the attention mm-hmm. span. We're thinking about something else. Yeah. And so it's easy to get sucked into major league fishing or, oh, some, yeah. or something like that. Oh Yeah. And before you know it, you forget three or three or four things you yeah. had in your mind. Yeah. So I try, for me, I think probably the takeaway is I, I write down a lot of the things that I have to do. And then um, I try to mark them off. When you mark them off, there is a feeling of satisfaction, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I try to write them down, mark them off, and then uh, not beat myself up if I can't do everything in one day, yeah. you know, because you can only do what you can do. Yeah. You know, yeah, I would say on the from working remote, one of the things I've seen a lot of value in is, is all we talk about it a lot, but communicating. Mm-hmm. Everybody stay on the same page. We try to do that. Um, we do that with our team, both locally and you know, from our whole teams now, and in, in one guy in Maine, some in Iowa, we got guys in Virginia, and so we're having to constantly communicate just so that we all stay on track. And so, I think those are two great takeaways, yeah, is you know, make a list of what you got to accomplish that day, yeah check them off as you go mm-hmm. try to stay on track and then communicate yeah, yeah. that'll keep you sane too because mm-hmm. yeah without that and i'm not a list person at all but yeah i've started trying to utilize one later in life i get and yeah. i mean it'll keep you it'll keep anxiety down it'll keep yeah. you from worrying it's just yeah. something to you know show you you're making progress yeah through, even if you don't have a hundred things on your list mm-hmm. if, even if it's two if you yeah. write it down mm-hmm then, then there's clarity as to what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. If you don't write it down, it's like we yes. just said, every eight seconds, I got to fix that drywall. I mm-hmm. got to do this. I, my kid needs that. You know, mm-hmm. I got to go to Walmart and buy toilet paper. I mean, you know, like if you have some clarity, then it helps you accomplish, I think. Yeah. And, um, I, I said it this way to a friend of mine a couple of weeks ago that that purpose will motivate you, you know. Mm-hmm. And so if you see it, then it'll help you accomplish it. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. I know, I know. I've I'm like B later in life. I've start. I've had to start doing that because we're gonna get. We all get. I guess everybody can relate. We're gonna get so many things that hit us that aren't on that list anyway. Oh yeah. Phone calls come in yeah. left and right. That happens to me every day. I have so many things I'm trying to do, and then in our world, you know, we've mentioned this before that a lot of the people that we work with just like us they have things that come up oh i didn't expect that we need this tomorrow and we want to try to help people succeed and we can do that by helping them get what they need so that they can you know yeah and so almost every day somebody will text or email or call hey i need this really bad yeah so and a lot of times it comes down to a judgment call priority mm-hmm. too if mm-hmm. if somebody throws something on your plate and you've got something on your list that is definitely a higher priority you got for it. us it may be a deadline or mm-hmm. something that's trying to relate it to something in our world but a lot of times we can work around most everything with the exception of a deadline if we've got a deadline we got to hit then no matter what we got to hit it even if we take off and handle that phone call that means we may be up at seven or eight still yeah working on something to hit a deadline but that's some great practical advice. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start doing that, Cody. <laughs> hey, I was over at taking, making a list. I was over at your house. You had a list. I, I saw do. it on your wall. I got a list going. I've checked off quite a bit of it, but I got a lot left on it. Yeah. A lot. So. Same. Well, man, it's good conversations. Hope Matt, good job on Behind the Seasons, man. Thank you, man. It's you been did. a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the next one coming out. I actually got a call this morning bragging on it already. So um, keep up the good work. 
or else the people will tell us that too. <laughs> a different kind of phone call. What, what happened to the, uh, to the rest kidding. of them? No, they're good. You've got the next two episodes are coming out are really good. Great storylines, and it's gonna be fun, man. I'm kind of looking looking forward to doing some more of them. You know, down down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Want to get them on our on our checklist. Yeah, yeah. So add it to the list. Yep, yeah, it's gonna be good. Well, anyway, man, we need to wrap this thing up. We got to go quarantine. So. I got the lights off for you. <laughs> you got it. Yep. I've been over here just playing with a wire right the whole time, actually. <laughs> just, uh, Are you carrying that bottle around with you now? It was but, here. Oh, but Heath brought it. I it thought was, you brought your own. Nope. No, nah, it was under the sink in there, so we brought it out. And Might have some in the truck, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't have them at Walmart, so I don't have any. Oh, yeah. They're all out. Well, <laughs> well anyway, man, it's been a good show. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Um, yeah. So, anybody got anything else before we wrap it up? I'm good. All right. Stay safe. Until next time, peace out. God bless. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the Tour 12 podcast each and every week. As you know, it's our goal to create content that helps you get from where you are to where you want to be in your business, leadership, and in your life. And we try to have a lot of fun doing it. If you could do us a huge favor, we'd love for you to head over to iTunes to rate and leave a review of the podcast. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and help us build the tribe by sharing the Tour 12 podcast with one of your friends. From all of us at Tour 12, Thank you so much for being a part of the Tour 12 podcast.